This is the morning sports desk for Monday, December 19th. How awesome. How awesome. How awesome. How awesome was Saturday? You like that? You like that? I do. Do you like that? I do like that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. We're going to get into the Vikings' historic comeback, literally historic comeback against the Indianapolis Colts. Corey, first question. Yeah. What's going on with that sweater? Well, it's Christmas week, CJ. That's what's going on with this sweater. It's Christmas week. I got Christmas sweaters all week, baby. For the listeners at home, Corey is, uh, could you explain what you're wearing? It's a Christmas sweater. Yeah, it's it's a red Christmas sweater. It looks like you got some snowflakes on there. Yeah, yes. A little bit of snow falling as well. It looks like a, like a reindeer. Yeah. There's a, 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 do you say poinsettia or poinsettia? Point, uh, poinsettia? It, I say poinsettia if like I'm just talking about it, but if I'm trying to be a little snooty, I'll go poinsettia. Well, there's a bunch of them on there too. So. Yeah, it's Christmas. Is it? Merry Christmas. How you how you feeling in that today? Oh, I hate these things. <laughs> they're like just they're warm and and itchy and sweaty and and uh, this one's also too small for me. Just another reason to wear it. <laughs> Anytime you move your arms above your shoulders, uh, it shows off like half your waist. I am mere seconds away from Chris Farley in the Chippendale sketch on Saturday Night Live <laughs> when I wear this sweat sweater. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're about five seconds away from uh, Chris Farley in Tommy Boy with, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little fat coat. guy in a little coat. It's okay. You can call me fat. <laughs> I mean, if you do, I'm going to call you out on it, but I understand. You know, <laughs> Chris Farley. Um. Uh, um, All right, let's get back into the. I've got, uh, I've got a pages. I got a page worth of things to talk about. Okay, with the Vikings game. First, I just want to play this hotkey because I don't get too many chances to play it. Yes. Uh, this is the. Uh, this is a, another pretty memorable moment in Vikings history, but I think it fits. I got three words for you. You like that? The Kirk squeak of you like that because there was a one of the touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had like the worst uh, squeak of match. Even the announcer the, even called him out on it. It was so funny. And like there was a touchdown happening in that game, and he could care less. The announcer, he's like, "There's a there's a squeak." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the game. Um, ad- you know, adjectives right out of the out of the gate, right? Just like like stunning, awesome, uh, unbelievable, awe inspiring. I don't know about that. But maybe the way to get down thirty three nothing was awe inspiring. It sure was. And what was the one the the classic joke? The Vikings had them right where they wanted them. <laughs> down thirty three nothing, the Vikings had their opponent right where they wanted them. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's one way to put it. I have some 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 broad spectrum thoughts about this. Okay. Okay. Uh, it seems like it's. I don't know how other people feel. I. Th- I think differently than this because I see a lot about like I see a lot of people say whether it's on social media or friends or or whoever say like I don't know if my heart can handle watching this team and I just disagree with that sentiment entirely with this Vikings team I think they are one of the most relaxing Vikings teams now I'm not saying that wasn't exciting yesterday but they're there's no stress with this Vikings team. Here's here's what they are, and here's what they've done all season long. They score whenever they have to, and no other times. They only score when they have to. All season long, 
They're like the kid that never does their homework until, oh man, I really need to get that homework done. And then they get it done and then they get a solid B+. They don't score because they want to. They score because they have to all season. The defense is bad. They have moments. They had an entire half and overtime um, yesterday. That was good. They have moments. They have a... um, an important interception at the end of games. They have moments in every game for 15 games this season, mm-hmm. 14 games, right? They're 11 and three, but the defense is not good. Like that is a totally reliable thing to watch with them every single week. Yeah. And their kicking game is just like, meh. it's, it's arguably not good. The it, Vikings had a 56-yard field goal, and they opted to punt in overtime. It's and oh, I have a I have a discussion about a punt coming up in a little bit here. <laughs> but they um, the kicking game is just it's just eh, it's just whatever. It's fine. It the can punt, make it, the punt the punter is incredible. He's great. Zero touchbacks so far this season, by the way, for a big boy punter. They, he's been he's really great. But Joseph is just like. Whatever, when you were watching that game yesterday, I don't know how you felt. I didn't feel any stress over he could miss this and it's going to be, like, of course. You know, one yeah. of those, like, oh, of course. Record performance in our hands and tie. Uh, yeah. I, I had no stress that that was going to – I also had no, like, oh, my God, he's going to make this and we're going to win. There's just, like, whatever is perfectly right in between that is how I felt watching it. I, I don't find this team – to be stressful to watch at all. Am I the only one, or do you? How do you think? Uh, no, I think you might be the only one. I think this might be, and not. For, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I think you might be the only one who's relaxed about this Vikings team. They're very fun. It's. I don't know. I don't. It's strange to watch them. Like they are. They're very fun to watch. Yeah, and they have moments of unbelievable excitement. But they're just. They are, again, I think they showed it yesterday. Um, We've been using this, I've been using this phrase to describe them all season. They're a good team with a great record. Yeah. Right? And now you can start, they're a good, not great team with a great, not good record. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you can even, I don't know how else to describe what they are. They haven't won 11 games in five years. They don't feel like a juggernaut. No. No. By any means, they're not. They don't kill anyone. As a matter of fact, they've only gotten killed when they've lost. That point differential still isn't ideal. No, what is it? Plus two now? It's something like right? that. Because it was minus one going into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I, I keep thinking about it and I keep seeing like like oh man, I just can't wait for the other shoe to drop on the season and that devastating. The Vikings are up thirty-three to zero, but lose. Like, what? When's that devastating loss going to happen? And I keep thinking, if if that's what you think, then you haven't been watching the Vikings this season. What about them has not shown that they're not completely chaotic? They've won eleven games this season on pure chaotic energy alone. They're it's total chaos, and it's the exact right word. They are chaos that you should if. You, this should not come as a surprise if they lose in a very weird fashion. They're weird. They're a weird the, team. There's two ways this team is going to lose in the postseason. It is either going to be like you said, they gave up like a lead late in the if they got out to an early lead, the offense stalled, and then the defense collapsed and they couldn't catch up. 
the second way they're going to lose is if they straight up just get pounded by the other team. Like, let's say the Vikings do yeah, draw right. the first round matchup with Dallas and right. they just get pounded into the sand and they're done. Nobody's going to be surprised by that. No Vikings fan. They're just going to go, ah, well, the luck ran out. Like, not even in a devastated way, just like, well, and you know, that's that- what I mean about them not being stressful. Like, that's how I, like, oh, yeah, no, that makes, that makes every outcome of the Vikings this season. Even that one yesterday or on Saturday was like, no, yeah, no, that makes sense. No, no, when I mean, I don't know. I've there were beat reporters who have followed this team all year long and the Vikings for multiple years. And at halftime, he, I remember I was listening uh, to a post game thought from this guy and he said he leaned over to a a reporter next to him and said, I'm not writing at halftime. Like, because beat reporters, you got to have a story right as the game's done. So they're trying to write a story up at halftime, like a game review. And he's like, I'm going to wait. He's like, they were down 33 nothing at half, and he's like, and they played the worst football they've played all year long oh, yeah. in the first half. And he's like, I'm going to wait, because this team has proven that you just can't count them out. And now I know to, get, to have the greatest comeback in NFL history, you also have to get down 33 points. So, like, there's the, the flip side of that. Yes, of they course. They played so bad in the first half where even if they lost, I know the refs were horrible, and we can touch on that in a second. Yes, we will. But if they lost that game, it wouldn't be because of the officials. It would be because the Vikings played such a poor first half they couldn't overcome it. But they did. And I know it's against the Colts, and I know the fighting Saturdays are bad. I know that the Colts aren't a good football team, and maybe some people are like, well, you had to have the greatest comeback in NFL history to beat the Colts. I get that. But this team pulled off a 33 to nothing comeback. You don't just do that if you're a bad football team. It is the most important part of this is that they persevered and came back. Now, whether they would have won or lost or tied, I, I still believe that. Yeah. And I, I like to think in my heart that I would have believed this also if they would have lost or tied. Well, and- I really believe that. It's not to say, though, that that first half is not important. You in can't all of ignore this. the first half. Exactly. Because they played some bad football. The defense played bad. The offense just was non existent. Kevin O'Connell had some questionable. I don't question the going for it on the fourth downs, but the fake punt call was atrocious and and all Can that. Can I tell you the, the, the one I don't like? Sure. It was fourth and fifteen. I think in the fourth quarter Cousins got tripped up. Yeah, that. I hated going for that one, and I said to my wife, "I have an alibi, even I have a witness." I said, "You have to punt it here, because if you go for it and don't get it, they get a short field and then a field goal to ice it. Basically, mm-hmm. um, you have to stop them anyway. So why not push them back so that way, if you do stop them, you get the short field. If they punt from here now, you've got to go." I hated that not punting there. Also, by the way, you'd been stopping them all half. Yeah. Punt there. You've got nothing to prove. I, I did not like that one. Um, but before, oh, looks like I got a little extra time here out of out of the middle of nowhere. So I did not like that. I did not like that particular. You just, to me, that was an obvious punt. You've been stopping yeah. them all half. And you can't just give them the three points to make it out of reach football game. You can't yeah. do that. Plus, you need to score anyway. So why are you giving them the opportunity to pin you back deep? Yeah, pin them back deep, so that way you get a short field. You got to stop them. So I I didn't like that one. Um, the Dalvin screen pass touchdown. Mm-hmm. 
What an embarrassing Indianapolis Colts effort on that play. The Vikings screen pass game has been non-existent all season long, and it showed up at least three times in that game, culminating in that large Dalvin touchdown. I mean, the defense just looked gassed in that second half. Like, the Vikings took them in a track meet in the second half, and they were tired. Like, that was just one of those, like, he caught it and he was wide open. Mm Mm-hmm. He was 10 yards downfield and still wasn't even, like, threatened. Delvin Cook ran into his own guy and still scored a touchdown. I, it was, it was, you asked me off the air, when did I think legitimately that the Vikings were going to win that game? And I, that was the score to put them down by two. But it was like, if you're going to give that up, Indianapolis, you're going to lose this game. Yeah. You deserve to after that. That was ridiculous. Didn't You didn't make the Vikings earn it at all. <laughs> You just, like, gave the football up, and then they score on the next player, however it worked out. That was really that was really bad. All right. Any any parting shots you have at officials, or is there any other game notes you want to touch on? Um, I have two more things. Okay. Three more things. All right. Jalen Rager, thumbs down. Yeah, no. He's got gonna- it. That's it. Both Thumbs inter- down. Both of Kirk's interceptions were his fault, and I'm not a blame interceptions on the wide receivers kind of guy. So yes. both of those were his fault. Um, they got a chance at 12 wins on Saturday against the Giants. Let's go ahead and make that happen. Now, I've got 35 seconds right now. Okay. I'm going to make this point and then go. Go. Imagine the audacity to completely hose a team, and not just a team, but a player, twice, and take away two scores from that guy and that team, and then calling an unsportsmanlike for being upset. And he'll probably get fined by the league for that. And he's going to get fined by the league for that. That is, was... Chandran Sullivan we're talking about. Awful, 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 and finable and punishable, but it's not going to be. And that was, that was sheer utter malarkey. <laughs> sheer and utter ref ball happening. It was awful. It was awful. At the minimum, you can't just stop the play. And I'm talking about the second one. Mm-hmm. You can't just call him the ball's out. You you can't just be like, nap, nap, down. You have to let it play out. And then it's a scoring play. It's going to get reviewed. What are you doing? It was brutal. And then the audacity to call him for the... Uh, for the unsportsmanlike, like you guys suck. I'd be pretty upset too if they just took that away. I mean, just completely egregious. But one more time, let's play a highlight and we'll call it a morning sports desk for Monday, December 19th. The 36 yard line back to pass, green left to Dalvin. Turns it up outside the numbers to the 40. Gets to the 50. And he's loose! Dalvin 20 to the left. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plug Door Chris Howard. University of Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy makes bold predictions but doesn't fulfill them, and Ohio State kicker Noah Ruggles misses an opportunity to etch his name in Buckeye lore. Fans love their teams and the players. That is, until they don't. When it comes to finger-pointing, you'll find no greater antagonist than the fan. Why? Because it means more to them, or so they believe. As a former player, nothing angers me more than armchair charlies accusing the teams of overlooking opponents or blaming players for providing bulletin board material. But leading up to the game, the fan is the one talking the most, boasting the most. When the team is winning, it's a lot of we talk. 
But when the team loses, it turns into they lost. You will never know what those moments feel like because you didn't put in the work to earn those feelings from those moments. That's the great thing about being part of a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. We cry, we console our brother. We don't point the finger, we go back to work, back to the early morning workouts, the hill sprints, back to the bloody noses and broken bones. Why? Because it really means more to us. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. 